0: Julie girl, Julie, Julie, Julie girl, hey. Julie girl, hey Julie girl, hey Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie
1: girl, Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl,
0: Julie girl, Julie Welcome to Julie Girl of Big Brother Podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed. And we wanted a place where we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really popping off in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We would love it if you'd like and comment and subscribe and share our episode so we can stay connected. Also, if you ever have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear, feel free to let us know by sliding into the DMs on Twitter at at juliegirlpod or sending us an email at juliegirlpod at gmail.com. And for any other information that you just might need, visit us at juliegirlpod.com.
2: Zachary, what up, bruh? <laughs> Not brah. What up, brah? hi how are you i'm doing well um first and foremost o'clock my time so shaking a green juice because i can't drink during today's episode because it's so early
0: (laughs) it's 11 a.m there yes it's 1 a.m here i mean one not 1 a.m it's 1 p.m here (laughs) so Uh, today's my today's my grandmother's birthday so i needed to make sure that i could get everything done today and still spend some time
2: with her Absolutely. We love your grandmother's birthday. I know. She's so
0: awesome. And me and my aunt and my cousin are going to cook dinner for her today. And I went and bought her. Well, we've been going on walks in the morning. And mm-hmm. there's like a, a, the movie theaters were closed here for COVID. And so we would go walk the movie theater parking lot. And in the parking lot, they have these beautiful crepe myrtles. And every day she'd be like, I really want to
2: steal one. <laughs> and
0: so And so a what? A crepe myrtle. Cra-
2: crepe myrtle yeah it's
0: it's a plant it's like a bush but it's a flowering Mm -hmm. bush it's the one bush (laughs) a a flowering bush okay (laughs) but no i went and got her two crepe myrtles and she was so excited today but i went because she i went downstairs and she was like your uncle really wants some bread will you go and get some german bread at the german store so I went to the german store but i also knew i needed to go and get the pick up the the plant that i ordered and pick up Mm -hmm. some wine that my uncle wanted me to get for my grandmother and so Mm. i went and did all that and i had to get some cake uh for tonight as well and i took too long to get home and my grandmother gets so worried when i'm not home quickly and so Mm -hmm. she started calling me the moment i was walking into the house so i didn't answer the phone because i was literally unlocking the door and walking in and mm-hmm. whenever I opened the door, she was like so distraught because I didn't answer the phone. And I was just like, "Uh." she struggles. Mm-hmm. She 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 gets so worked up if things aren't exactly how she needs them to be. So I'm just trying to make this day beautiful for her because she's Aww. amazing.
2: Yeah, well, tell her from all of us at the podcast that we wish her the happiest of birthdays. And we hope she enjoys crate and Myrtle. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you are ridiculous <laughs> not great hammer at all
0: um, <laughs> love it <laughs> and i was also i i today's record store day which i was excited mm-hmm. about i've been excited about all year because i've been i've wanted this robin album for such a very long time and this is the first time that she's ever released it on vinyl i believe and mm-hmm. i they were record store day was supposed to be in april and so I was so excited when when April was almost here, but then COVID came through and they just pushed everything back. And so I was like, "Oh, I gotta wait even longer." But today it was finally out, and I was finally able to get one, even though Amoeba is completely crashed today. I'm actually I... so happy that no. I I'm so <laughs> happy that I didn't try I didn't rely on Amoeba. I did grimies instead in Nashville. So I was like,
2: "Ugh." But grimies, you have to have a Nashville. You have to have a Tennessee address. address.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I'm in Tennessee, so I can. I have plenty of addresses yeah. I can use. So, yeah, I was so happy that I could get one because they sold out so quickly.
2: Yeah, I'm, like, really bummed about Amoeba because I wanted Tyler, the creator's Cherry Bomb album. But whatever. It wasn't meant to be. Well, I think they're
0: <laughs> still going to end up getting Amoeba running. I just don't know when that's uh-huh. going to be. Yeah. You I would have think- time to, like,
2: s- sit around
0: what do you got time to do you ain't got what do you got to do
2: look i've had a very productive morning myself sir i woke up (laughs) at 8 30 and i read for 30 minutes like i normally do then i got up did my 30 minute cleaning routine that i do because i just like since i'm sending uh since i'm spending so much time in this room if it's not clean like i just like constantly like you know change things so it's like instead i just spend like 30 minutes get everything where i want it to be and then I did a 45 minute dance workout. Um, you gotta dance,
0: guys, dude. There's this,
2: um, there's this uh, account on social media. It's Pony Sweat. It's based in Los Angeles. It's like this non-competitive, fierce dance aerobics class. Very like 90s feel. You know that you see in like the like the films and shit. So much fun. The best workout. Guys, I highly recommend checking them out if you're into that sort of thing. Sign up for their newsletter. You'll get like two free videos a month, but you can also like pay like $5 to do like a virtual class. Um, I haven't done that yet, but I'm thinking about it. Uh, But yeah, I've been very fitness this week and then I got ready and now I'm here. But after that, like, I still need to go to the grocery store and get ready for my week because I got a motherfucking job. Yay!
0: Congratulations. That's what I was going to say when I was going to say first and foremost, congratulations to Zach, (laughs) but you started talking. So I was like, I'll fit it in later.
2: (laughs) yeah no congratulations so I, need to, I need to go get my life together today to get ready to like actually be at home next week and i mean not that i haven't been at home but you know what i'm saying like at my computer not being able to like run out and grab food and stuff like that um so uh, i'm so fucking excited i'm so excited that i'm staying in the music industry welcome um, to I the really family kind of like- I know, right? I'm like under you.
0: No, I'm so excited for you, and I'm because it's going to be such a change for you. It's going to give you something to focus on, and your weeks are mm-hmm. going to feel so much fuller. And I think it's going to be really good for your, for just the structure of your life.
2: Oh well, yeah, I'm fucking stoked. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I've got a I've got a day too. I can't be just sitting around refreshing amoebas. Um, homepage, seeing if they got it up and running. But I mean, I figured this was going to happen. Last night when everyone was talking about Record Store Day on like my timeline, like, uh, getting ready for it. I was like, this shit's going to crash. There's just so many people. And I think about all the people who want to go to Record Store Day, but don't go to Record Store Day because of the lines right. and how long they are. Like, all of these people at home are going to be on these sites. And these sites are just little. I mean, I'm looking at Grimy's website right now. And these are just like little you know little itty bitty tiny businesses websites you know and amoebas isn't much better than grimy's so i'm sure it just can't hold that much traffic so i'm guessing i'll probably be down for a second
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know they tweeted about it and they said they were trying to get it back up and they even like up their servers because they knew the traffic was going to be heavy but it was not enough like it's yeah. crazy but i'm just very thankful that i was yeah, able to get I'm glad what you i wanted because i would have been so upset i love that record you um you better go dance on your own
2: no, album. I don't. I don't like Robin.
0: <laughs> you, the lack of taste that exists in your life. Ugh. But no, this one is the the self title album that came before Body Talk. It's such an incredible record. With Every Heartbeat is one of my favorite songs, and I'm so happy. I really. Like, I I'm the only so song that I like
2: by her is Then I Guess You Can't Hang With Me. Oh, okay, that's the only that's the only song I like
0: yeah you need to get your life because robin is a staple i love her it has been a tough week there's just been so much going on this week and it's been really heavy i even thought about not recording this week but i I figured that it was i needed a creative outlet and i needed to just have a moment to like talk and have some fun because it's been such a very strange week with everything that went on with the jacob blake shooting and the hurricane that was coming, the the hurricane was so terrifying to me because when I was watching, well, I, after Big Brother goes off, me and my aunt would watch the Republican National Convention just to see what kind of mess they were talking about.
2: Dude, and that was such mess. It was, <laughs> it
0: was. I mean, it's unreal how these people think. And if you're a Trump supporter, we don't want you here. So <laughs> no, honestly,
2: sign off because like after I see like the thing is, is like. I don't I don't know how I'm so far removed from everything. I think that I just don't really follow politics that hard. And I really got into um, you know, the Democratic uh convention last week. And so this week I was like, I'm just gonna like tune in, see what they have to say. And all these people are just so fucking delusional and scary. So delusional that it is just like, how? how
0: it doesn't make any sense.
2: That? And honestly, it just makes me so much more like, fuck these people that I am to the point of, I don't even care. Like, I don't even want to coexist with you because if you can support that, then there is just like absolutely nothing that we have in common.
0: I feel the same way. These people
2: are insane. And I,
0: I know this podcast is fun and, you know, we talk about Big Brother, but we have an election coming up in just a few weeks And we need to make sure that we are going out and voting in our best interests. And hopefully your interests actually make sense because there's some people (laughs) that don't, I just don't understand how these people can think the way that they do and feel confident in the way that they're expressing themselves because it's, it just, it's so off base from what they think they are. And they act like they're these Christians and they're, they're running on these, this, the basis of God and none of the, the, energy that i get is love none of the energy that i get is anything i want anything to do with and it drives me crazy um but yeah it's just been a very hectic weekend rest in peace to chad with bozeman that just like completely Mm. broke my heart last night because it came out of left field and it was it's so sad i mean just the impact that he had as an actor is bar none at this point and and it happened kind of later in his career and for him to get a role like Black Panther and it be as just like enormous like just all-encompassing as it was to die in the in the middle of such a a revolution in Black social change it's there's so many intersections that go into you know that that are in play like we never really saw any Black superheroes on on television or in on the big screen the way we did with Black Panther. And to have, you know, African culture and black culture intertwined in everything that went into that, it was such a special experience. And it was so, so, so much bigger than just a movie and yeah. just just a, a Marvel movie. And there was so much there. So to lose him like that is really devastating. And
2: and especially the way that we did lose him, you know, if even if you're not someone who enjoyed like the films or understand or can grasp you know what Black Panther is you know I think that most people have had someone who has struggled with cancer and it is such like an unforgiving disease and the fact that he was able to be diagnosed go through therapy and also create these movements his movies sure. movements and not tell anyone that's insane you know and I think that it makes him an inspiration to a whole new group of people as well oh, for sure as the people who love Black Panther so it's just it's crazy and it's so devastating
0: it's devastating and he he definitely is an icon and this I mean like I hate that when people die is when they really step into the idea of a legendary status but really gave us some things that are going to live forever his legacy is bigger than we probably are going to realize and it really is so devastating and he was only 42 or 43 it's just it's so sad um, such an amazing guy all of our love and support to his friends and family and yeah it's sure. it's so it's so hectic yeah, it's it's been a rough week um so i just wanted to start off just running through all of that and just stating that we stand for No kind of racism here and Black Lives Matter. And if you don't agree with that, you can kindly click right out of this um, audio. (laughs)
2: Bye bye. Um,
0: Yeah, we don't have time for any foolishness, any foolery. We're not dealing with it. Stop. (laughs) We're not doing that. that.
2: Can we just talk about that before we get into it? Because that was also horrible this week.
0: Oh, Zachary. Yeah, that was. So Nicole Anthony has. She's been on, uh, on, you know, I appreciate what she wanted to do. Um, I don't know. It was just, it just, I don't think it was handled properly and it might do more damage than help. Um, hold on one second. I'm
1: going to sit down and maybe I will turn the trump around so I can get more turned up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do not go watch him. That's just going to put you in a bad mood. Huh? So that's just going to put you in a bad mood. I know. Gross. Love you.
1: Eat the hot dog and the wine. <laughs> yes. Have to. And, and somebody has to open the bottle because I'm not strong enough.
0: I I'll open it for you. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're fine. So Nicole Anthony released a podcast episode going through different questions people asked her about her experience in the house. And I listened to it, and Zach listened to it as well. How did you feel, Zag?
2: I mean, I only listened to maybe 30 minutes of it. Um, I was just so, I don't even think it's necessarily her fault. I blame it more on the man who she she was co-hosting with or whatever. He was kind of like bringing up, you know, okay. So just before we do this, I want to preface it with like, while we did get some like, you know, bad tweets or hate tweets. Like the majority of the majority of it was good. So I don't want you to feel bad about anything because there was like, you know, like fifty negative, but there was a lot of positive. And I'm like, you're just kind of like to me it kind of felt like he was putting off everything that anyone was saying negative. So everything that they were gonna talk about really didn't matter because there's positive instead. Right. You know, and it kind of just like downplayed everything.
0: It completely yeah. invalidated the kind of the purpose that they were would- of what they were doing because they were there to listen and to understand and to dive into the issues that people found with her game and the way that she handled things, but prefacing it with, but there's a lot of people that love you and don't feel that way. So let's just look at them instead of all the things that, are problematic out there when yeah. it's like no there's people are not angry for no reason you have to take a look at these things if you really want to even do this if you want to be a, if you want to put out a two-hour show basically talking about these issues you really have to take them seriously and to really I mean, give it was them like the time three of day
2: hours it, it was like a, an hour and, like,
0: oh yeah i guess well no it's an hour and 49 was like minutes three something parts. Like that. oh right but are all three parts out already
2: I think so. I don't know. Oh. I didn't go back and look. I was honestly turned off from the very beginning. Once I saw the format of it, I figured they would all be formatted like this. I think of Nicole. I mean, it's too late now. Like, honestly, I don't want to hear anything else from her. Like, I would rather her just like sit down and take some time to reflect on everything that she's done. Everything that went on in the house and actually get like a full picture before coming and like speaking. But I, I wish that Nicole would have just done this by herself. Read the questions herself, answered herself not having any kind of wing person, not having any kind of crutch to back her up and make her feel better. She should have just done it alone.
0: I I completely agree. I think that doing th- three hours of that is mm-hmm. not going to be helpful because I felt like Eric talked a lot more than she did at times. And so it kind of just like overshadowed her a little bit. And I kind of wish that she, like, I agree with you, I wish she would have done it alone and it'd been a lot more focused and serious. I really need to start like a post-BB public relations agency because I feel like I know (laughs) what these people should do and how they should do it because I am somebody who's in the community, but I also understand how communication works online and on a personal level. And I feel like mm-hmm. people don't do th- go about things in the proper way to get the results that they want. I wish that there was somebody that could help these people get and like do things the right way because it's really not that hard because they can get their preferred results if they just did
2: things right. I mean, did I miss anything that I should have listened to from like the other parts? Or did you only listen to the first part?
0: I only listened to the first part. But no, I agree with you. It was hard to even pull anything from because it, there was so much stop and go. And we were getting a lot of Eric's perspective. And I wish that we just didn't get that. I wish it was a lot more of Nicole's situation with nothing to sway her and nothing to yeah. to make her her focus. um you know to change the way that she was approaching anything. So, we'll we'll just let them get that together. <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> and now to the people in the house.
0: <laughs> um, let's just jump into BB22. I mean, it ain't much better than what's going on in the world. Like everything has just been kind of trashed this week. Um, but we're just going to jump in, talk about everything that went on the last week, what we look what's what we're looking forward to in the future and just what's going on. Um, so last week Tyler was HOH, which I'm still mad about. It's just crazy because last week would have been so different had Janelle gotten one more point. Like, everything mm-hmm. would have changed. Um, and I just can't let go of that. It sucks. But there was that beer sliding competition. Tyler got one point more than Janelle, became HOH. Um. And then they had that safety suite, the last safety suite. The safety suite is officially closed. Um, it was a, a laser challenge. And they had to maneuver through a room to get this big old <laughs> safety sphere, which was just an, a, like an exercise ball. I was like, y'all are being cheap as hell this season. Y'all got a sticker. I was like, let's put this sticker on this exercise ball that we got in the CBS gym. And we're going to put this in this room. Go get them lasers from the other competition. we just going to make this into something. We're going to figure it out.
2: I love um, the competition. It was one that I, like, wish that I could do. Like, it looked like so much fun.
0: It did look fun. But that ball had me cracking up. I was like, this is a big old ball. <laughs> but no, I, I enjoyed the competition as well. I really enjoyed the safety suite overall. Like, I I, I want them to continue doing something like that. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But Enzo ended up winning the safety suite. And he saved Christmas. And Davon was not happy about it. Um,
2: <laughs> I didn't like the way just that that so random.
0: I didn't like that the episode kind of painted her to be paranoid, like she was doing something or like bothering people about it. When really, she just wanted that costume. She's been played, yeah. this is her third time playing the game, and she's never had a punishment. So she was like, Oh, I can get this punishment, I can get a full Big Brother experience. Like she's trying to tick off all of these. You know, these big brother staples. So if this is her Mm. last time playing, which she it seems like it is, that she's good to go. And so she just wanted that she just wanted a punishment. And they made it out to be something. Why? I think
2: that that's a I think that's an easy cop out and a good way to be like, oh pick me, I want the punishment. But like safety is also good as well. Like she didn't not want safety. So I think while the punishment may have been something that she wanted to do. Tainting it just as like, oh, I just want the punishment. It, no, she also wanted safety.
0: I mean, of course, people are going to want safety. But with yeah, Tyler also- in charge, I feel like Davon felt pretty safe because they mm-hmm. were in, they have they have a relationship in the house. Like a, they're kind of working together in essence, like not really, really, really. But like she felt safe with him in charge. So I don't think that she ever felt like she was in danger of getting put up on the block. So why not? want to have a punishment that week she ain't got nothing else to do like i really believed her that that's what she wanted i don't know but yeah so enzo saves christmas and i don't know i wish he would he would have saved Avon because i don't know why he would have even like talked to her about it or made it seem like he was going to if he wasn't um Mm -hmm. and i don't think building a bridge with christmas like even though i think that doing things to show people that you're willing to work with them is always good but i don't know i just think he could have used it better but yep. looking into the future, he, Enzo started to feel a little weird about Davon. Like, he's constantly been talking about her. So maybe he didn't want to use it on her to begin with. Maybe this is just something that's been growing. But anyway, so, so Tyler ends up nominating Janelle and Kaser for Eviction. And everybody saw this coming. And it was a very easy move for him to make. It was a very safe move for him to make. And I wasn't very happy about it. Do you? How do you think he should handle that? <laughs>
2: I mean, look, everyone's been coming for Janelle and Kaser since day one. So I was expecting it. I, do I think it's the smartest move for Tyler's game? I mean, maybe. I feel like, you know, Janelle and Kaser were more interested in working with, like, the old school players. I think maybe they would have. I'm not sure if they had anything with Tyler. Um but I don't, I don't really blame them. I mean, they're big, they're big, big threats. And I know that there are bigger threats in the house, but like he doesn't know that cause he's aligned with them. Right. And so I, I don't really, as much as I hate it as a viewer, I can't really blame him for what he did.
0: Yeah. I just don't think he needed that HOH. He, like he, he made it seem like he was going to be the one evicted, but I just don't feel yeah. like he was going to be the one with his head on the chopping block that week. And I think that, yeah, this this is an easy week and an easy thing for him to do without getting too much blood on his hands. So, like, it probably was the best decision for him to make, but I think it was kind of a weak decision. Like, it's just unnecessary.
2: Who would you have rather him put up?
0: I on, I don't honestly don't know. Him and Enzo and everybody keep talking about, we're here to play. We're going to win these competitions and make moves. Mm-hmm. But the moves they're making are, like... You got out Nicole Anthony. You got out Keisha. taking out Janelle is a big move, but she doesn't have she doesn't have any power in the house. She doesn't have any numbers really. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you want to win this game. The whole point of this game is to get to the end and win. But you're surrounded, surrounding yourself with an alliance of people that can beat you, like people that have the 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 wherewithal to really oppose you. I like I, I get wanting to have a strong team, but also like why would you want to take people who can completely body you with you like that's not how i would want to play they don't really have anybody in their alliance that's a weakling you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. it's all pretty strong-minded players on a a strategic or social or a competitive level and i don't think that that's the best group and like we talked about before it's all the white people in the house and it's like why would y'all not like diversify a little bit and actually come up with an alliance that is the best for you. So when you do move forward in this game, you are in a position to beat the people that are in your alliance. So you're able to take them out or position yourself with somebody else to take them out. Like, I don't know. I just feel like this whole thing is very off and I'm not a big fan.
2: I mean, they have David.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) Tyler has David, but (laughs) we'll see. Well, let's just talk about David then because – Tyler, I has was David
2: screaming at the um, him being like they cornered me.
0: Listen, it was so <laughs> stupid. So this whole it's the whole thing is so unnecessary and so dumb,
2: and it just proves
0: like. That David does, he's out of his league completely. David basically put his his relationship with his main alliance member on the line. It was so stupid. First and foremost, Janelle was talking to David. She's been trying to talk to David and try to make him understand that they can work together and use each other in this game. But David does not know how to communicate. And so David sits there and Janelle's trying to get through to him. And she's like, let's say Janelle's going to a mechanic and she has her car. She's like, I need somebody to help me fix this car. And I know that you're the person that probably could help me. So she goes to David and he has a Lego block instead of like ideas. And so he just starts beating on the car with the Lego instead of actually trying to help. And she's like, I thought you were a mechanic. What are you doing? And then he's like, he just like looks at her. (laughs) It's like, I don't trust you. (laughs) like it's just completely confusing. And she's just sitting there. Like, I really thought that I could have a conversation, but you're just giving me nothing. Like you are literally beating me in the head with a Lego. It's so (laughs) ridiculous. So David and Janelle are having a conversation and David tells Janelle, he doesn't trust her because he heard that she was trying to flip the vote on him to get him evicted and have Nicole Anthony stay. And of course Janelle wanted Nicole Anthony to stay, But she was also just trying to fill everything out and see what was going on and what she could do. So when she was talking to Davon, her and Davon went through the pros and cons of keeping David or Nicole. And Davon was absolutely thinking about what it would be like to get rid of David because of all the stuff that happened with her trying to, you know, figure out if she was going to vote for him because of a greater purpose Mm -hmm. or if she was going to keep Nicole, like there was all of that. And so Janelle put that on the line to David and it was a red flag to him. So he goes to Bailey and is like, Janelle told me that I might not be as safe with Davon as I think I am. And Bailey immediately is like, Whoa, what, what, like what? We have to tell Davon about this. And so they kind of, they get together at a certain point and David starts to tell Davon about what Janelle was saying and he was like yeah I heard it from a bunch of different people and Davon's like who did you hear from and he's like you know I heard from Cody I heard it from Tyler and Davon and Bailey are working with Cody and Tyler in the Slick Six and so they're Mm -hmm. like what do you mean you heard that from Tyler and Cody like I thought this kind of completely blows their minds because they think that they're mm-hmm. good with Tyler and Cody. And so to hear that Tyler and Cody have her name in their mouths saying that they were trying to flip the vote on David, she's completely blown away and blindsided by this. And mm-hmm. it, it really starts to break her down. And so then they get into this conversation and it was so hard for me to watch Davon like cry because she was so frustrated because she's like, all I've been trying to do this whole time is make you trust me. And you have been making this so difficult. And I've put my game on the line for you to vote for you and tell people that I'm voting for you. And this is why and expressing herself through it all and trying to figure it out. And he still don't trust her. He's still feeling like Janelle might be, might be telling the truth. And it's driving Davon insane. Like she's, she was on the verge of just like breaking down about it because she was so frustrated. After that all, all kind of gets ironed out, which it never really got ironed out. But David's ass goes upstairs and sits in the HOH room with Tyler. <laughs> and and he's like, Man, I think I messed up. <laughs> and and t- Tyler's like, What happened? And he was, and he told him what happened, and he was like, Did you say my name? And he was like, Yeah. And he was like, Bro, <laughs> what? I told you if the, if you tell anybody about this, it could completely destroy my game. And And he's like, they cornered me. (laughs) And it was just, it was crazy to watch it all unfold. And it just showed how green David was and how unaware he was about how to really play this game and hold information and who to share information with. And like, even understand the idea of Tyler being your number one and never wanting his name to come out of your mouth. Like never wanted to put him on the line for that. And it just, it's so hard to watch because David really does not know what he's doing and just be spinning his wheels thinking he's doing something good, but he's just destroying everything. So in this one night, he has Devon and Bailey's game up in the air. He has Cody and Tyler's game up in the air. Um, Janelle's game. Like he was throwing bombs on so many people's games for no reason. (laughs) It was so crazy.
2: It was very um, kid gets in trouble um, feeling. (laughs) It's like he knew he was wrong when he went up there to talk to Tyler, it's like he knew he fucked up and he was just like, you know, you pin it on everyone else so you're not the one that's, you know, uh, like that. I was was
0: cornered. (laughs) (laughs) I was cracking up at at Davon talking about David like he wasn't in the room. He was just like, she was saying, that man and that dude, like every time she talked about him, she called him that man or that dude. And she was talking to Bay like, I cannot believe he would say this to me when David is sitting right in the room where she could say, I cannot believe you would say this to me. (laughs) I love it. It was wild. And so now we get David trying to fix things. But really, Tyler's like, no, dude, let me do it. I got it. Like, he's trying to ease it over. And then with Cody, he's telling him that, like, David is dead to him now. And so it's weird because I'm like, "Where does? how does Tyler fit into the game with David as his number one in this game? Like, he went from having level six, a strong alliance that actually works, to having David that can't even (laughs) keep a single piece of information to himself. It's so crazy. And so Tyler starts spinning his wheels and is like, I'm in a horrible place in this game. I might not even make jury at this point. I could be completely gone next week because he just blew up my game in a sense. It's so crazy to watch because it's like we've never seen Tyler in a position to, to have to scramble and fix something. And to not be kind of in control of the information or the flow of information with people he trusts. And so it's been really interesting. And I've, I've actually enjoyed watching Tyler try to fix this. And I think he's done a pretty good job. I just hate that it's also been good for Cody. Like, Cody also played it off pretty well. But this information stems from Danny and Christmas. But they didn't get thrown into it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just real interesting. But Danny's game is starting to unravel, too, because everybody's kind of picking up that she's the one telling a lot of information. And she's in everybody's pots. And Enzo and Tyler and Cody, they're all kind of over her. And if this David thing didn't happen, the Danny versus Tyler thing probably would be way more prevalent than it's going to be in weeks to come Mm -hmm. because he has all of these other things he's trying to manage now. But we could definitely see Danny on the block in the next two to three weeks because she's She's really playing hard and they're seeing it. She's not doing oh. it in a covert way at all. So Woo. it's also been weird because David, he heard that Jessica from 21 said on a live stream that he wouldn't work with minorities if he ever played again. And now he kind of feels like he has something to prove. And that mm-hmm. bothered me because he's been talking so much about wanting to see one of the black people get to the end and and actually be a force in this game and it's been such a talking point for him but for him to say that it's kind of exhausting him and like all of these different things it makes me feel like he's not fully in that mindset he's just trying to prove something he's trying to do that instead of it being in his heart something that needs to happen you know what i mean like it's
2: i mean no offense but it's come off as something that he's been trying to do the entire season it hasn't seemed like, genuine or authentic. I don't think I felt anything authentic about David this entire season. He's just like, I don't know why he's there. I still don't know why he's there.
1: I'm over it. Why are you here?
2: I feel and I And I wish I did. I wish I felt something different towards him, but I, I don't. I don't feel anything good about him at all.
0: I don't either. I'm like, has David done a single thing this season well? Like, I don't think he's done anything well. I was cracking up at the uh, live eviction when he couldn't even shout out to his mom well. He was just Ma- like, "Mama, was like, a... shut up, mama. <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs> shut up, mama. It was so awkward. I was just like, why can he not get it together? I've never seen somebody go in the house and be as awkward as he is as long as he has been in there so far. And not gotten comfortable or like adjusted at all.
2: It's just infuriating that he's even in this house. Like, it's, it shows that like he knows nothing about this game. He's never even watched the show. Like, there's so many other people who could have had his position to begin with with last season. Oh, for sure. You know, it's just, it's just so frustrating to, it has to be such a slap in the face to people. You know, it's like you literally just, I don't even know why they cast him. There's really like no good reason why they would even cast him. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't get it.
0: I don't get it either i wish that we could get an explanation which will never happen but yeah. even they were talking in the house like janelle was saying yesterday that i don't think this cast is what they expected this cast to be like i think that they just kind of fell into a lot of these people and just had to roll with it because of i guess timing or something but yeah i'm yeah. like we might need a do-over of all stars because this is not it at all. Yeah. So we also got Christmas and her punishment with all of her star babies. <laughs> it was so cute. I actually really like this punishment.
2: I love the little angry star baby. He's such a mood.
0: <laughs> he is. He's the funniest one. That that clip of Devon talking to him and being like, Why are you mad? You too young to be mad. <laughs> It was so cute. (laughs) I loved it so much.
1: Hi, little baby. Why are you always frowning? Let me tell you something. Once upon a time, there was a little baby. And then the little baby's lips got stuck like that. So you can't frown, okay? So you have to turn that frown upside down. Because you don't want your face to get stuck like that. We want you to be a happy baby. And I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Because when you look at me like that, you make me feel like you feel some type of way. And you're too little. To be feeling some type of way. Okay? So fix your face. Look, here I'm gonna have to watch you. Cause I don't like how you looking at me. You looking at me like we got a problem. I ain't did nothing to you. You was just born yesterday. I don't like this attitude that you have. Your energy is a little off. You too young for your energy to be off like this. You 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 wanna pray? We're gonna pray about it. You want pray you wanna talk to God about it? Cause I don't like your attitude. You need to get it together. You have eight other siblings. At least you have somebody to talk to. I didn't have my sibling until I turned thirteen. Okay, so enjoy it, bask in it, smile about it.
0: Um, I hate that it didn't none of it made the episode because it was so funny. <laughs> but no, I I think it's a fun punishment. She ended up getting like thirteen stars, and they was crying all the time, and like she was having to take
2: care of them. It was really cute. Her, like walking around the backyard in the middle of the night with like her sunglasses and shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then we move on to the veto competition. It was another very simple competition and they had to basically, it was a puzzle that they had to move the stacks around and they could not put anything on the floor and they had to get the cupcakes lined up with the colors. I also, when the competition started case i thought he had it right, I didn't realize that the the cupcake holder was the same color as the cupcakes, too. And so, right, when he I rang didn't in, notice that either. When he rang in, I really thought he had it. And then I was like, oh, now he's even in a worse position because now he has to rearrange all of it. But yeah, I, I, these competitions this season, I understand why they're really scaled down because of, you know, they can't have too many hands on deck. But I feel like I'm getting a little tired or bored. <laughs> I was about to- I feel like I was about to say broken promise this, this. <laughs> I'm getting a little tired of these very low budget comps because, you know, the idea, <laughs> the idea of them are cute, but it's the same like knockout style over and over and over again. I'm, I think that it's, especially in a season like this where we need a shift of power, it's really hard to do these knockout competitions because they're constantly putting people who are good at these games in a position to win. So when everybody isn't competing at the same time, the tension is not there in the same way that it is in a knockout competition that's one-on-one. So Mm. I really wish that they would stop these because even with the HOH competition this week, it was another knockout competition. And I'm just like, can we come up with something else?
2: Yeah, but I think each of them kind of deal with different skill sets. Like this was like knockout, but it was also like you had to use your brain, you know, like it wasn't just like a throw the ball, it lands where it lands type of competition. You also, it was a puzzle, So I do think that it's a little bit different. Um, And then, you know, the one for HOH, you know, that was like more of like throwing a ball, but even like, you know, Kaser at the beginning, he did really well. And what I saw that Ian was like, how did you go that fast? Or someone asked him and he was like, I was using math. Like, I think that there's different dynamics to it, but I get what you're saying. Like get an endurance comp or get something else. But I think that I'm not really bored with the knockouts because, or the competition so far, because I mean they have all been somewhat different.
0: They have, but I like the the competition last – or in season twenty when Casey won that she they had to balance all of those things on those those shovels and like those those mm-hmm. competition or like the egg race with the with the, uh, the the chicken wire or you know just something where they're all competing at the same time and it's like an equal playing field um, because yeah. having a group of people. And then another group of people like it just I don't know, it just messes with the dynamics and the possibilities. It messes with the the arrangement mm-hmm. a little bit to me. And I feel like it would be a lot a more level playing field if everybody was competing at the same time. Yeah, but I, I understand and it's it is what it is, but Cody ends up winning this competition, and who's surprised? I'm so tired of all of these men (laughs) winning all these competitions. Like, literally, Cody, Enzo, Memphis, and Tyler are the only people who have won any power.
2: Are the girls even here to play? Like, Christmas is, like, the only girl in the house that's won anything, correct?
0: She was, and all she had to do was balance those three things on a table.
2: (laughs) Right? I'm just like, where are the girls at? There have been enough competitions right now where a girl should have won. I'm just, I have to question how hard they're playing. Like, no offense, but I have to question because it has just been the same amount of people. And maybe these people are just playing really hard. But, like, if you know that they're playing really hard, step it up and play harder, you know? I'm just kind of, like, let down. I'm not even mad that, like, Cody won because, I mean, these people are winning, like, fair and square. But I'm just, like, mad because I'm just, like, step up and win. Like, do something. Like, change... The fate of this game you're just allowing it to go the way that it's going it's irritating to me
0: it is irritating but at the same time it's like i it's easy to say that but i really do think that they've been trying so i just mm-hmm. don't understand why the men are succeeding so much at these games and it, do they have some kind of advantage over the women in these competitions i don't under i really don't understand why those four people have been the only people winning any power this season it's very weird we're four weeks in and literally they've been taking turns. <laughs> it's getting weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's getting weird.
0: Absolutely. Um. So then we get to the veto ceremony. It's not used. Cody keeps the nominations the same. They're finally going to break up. Janelle and Kaser. And I was not, I mean, obviously we knew it was coming, but it was just irritating, especially at the hand of Cody who wanted them out first the first week. So he was getting his way anyway. This whole season has yep. been has been Cody and Danielle basically getting what they want. And I'm over it. Like, I really need that alliance to to be shattered. But I'm getting to the point where I'm realizing that's probably not going to happen, and I'm probably just going to have to get over it. <laughs> because yep. my people that I'm rooting for are getting dwindled down quickly because as of this week... It's not getting no better. (laughs) So then we get to the campaigning process. And Janelle and Casey said they didn't want to campaign against each other. But the way that they went about their campaigning was so great to watch. Like, they really did try. They really did. And especially Janelle, she's so great at trying to figure out what to do. She was offering people deals like, hey, if you keep me, I'll keep you safe for three weeks and this and this and that. We don't see that very often anymore. Like, we do Mm -hmm. sometimes, but... We just don't see people really putting their neck on the line to make these deals and to really try to do something. But nobody's going to bite because they know that they have this big alliance, so they just need people out of the house. So there's really no room for people to make these strategic decisions and pivot in a different way to, to do better for their own game. But Janelle's the kind of player that she understands how things work or they should work. So it was really Mm -hmm. frustrating to see everything kind of not work for her, but it was still really refreshing to watch her spin her wheels and to really try to get this thing popping off.
2: Um, Did you watch any of the campaigning
0: other than that?
2: I did not. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't. I'm about to cancel my live feeds because (laughs) I just haven't been watching. I feel you. You ain't missing much. (laughs) Um, I see everything on Twitter.
0: Right. (laughs) Um, but no, I really enjoyed watching the campaigns and it was such a pleasure to see them together again after 15 years and, or 14 years, but almost 15 years. Were you about to say something?
2: Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. How do, um, do we know how their significant others feel about each other? We like don't. I don't they think like so. Her husband and his wife. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't. I'm just curious. Their relationship is very close. And I'm not saying anything bad about it. They have obviously have history together. They've been in the house. But they are just like really close and i would feel if that was like my husband or wife i would feel some type of way about that but i'm a jealous person so you are <laughs> um
0: but no i don't i don't think they I just i just wonder i don't think they've remained close outside of the house because i don't even think that he's met her kids or anything um which he he mentioned yeah, no, it that. seems
2: like they haven't stayed close outside of the house i'm just saying but like when they're in the house you know like it's right they're just like really close they are but i think it's <laughs> i think it's great
0: to see like a platonic friendship between a man and a woman like that um, but they i think i don't know they i i always wish that they would have gotten together because they always were mm-hmm. like they, they were just such a great duo. Like there's just something so magical about them when they're together. I don't know what it is. I just think that Janelle, they have qualities that each other don't possess. And I think that's why they mm-hmm. work well because Case is a lot more domineering in like a, a presence mm-hmm. way. And he thinks really analytically and Janelle's bubbly and fun and like so char- charismatic. And just like, there's just something that, they just have that chemistry together that you don't see often. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I agree. It is, it could be a little strange for their partners, but I don't know. I think, I think what they have together is special. I think
2: what you described is like what I'm seeing. And like, that's why I asked the question because they, they do work so well together that it does kind of make me wish, like, no offense to their partners, but it does make me wish that they were together in real life. I'd be right. like, they would be so cute together. Like, they this would. Is so cute. I enjoy this.
0: You know, it's been a long time since I've seen them together, but this has just refreshed my love for them and like, completely reminded me of who they were together and what they accomplished so many years ago. And who would have ever thought that we would see them again together on a season like this? I never would have thought that would have happened. So, you know, even though that they got split up this week, I am beyond thankful to have had these moments with them because it has been so fun. And Janelle, her presence... Um, has just been so, so enjoyable for me. I've really, like she was the star of the season for me so far. So we get to the eviction and there wasn't really anything new that was shown on the episodes, but we get to the vote and I was completely shook that Danny decided to vote for
2: Janelle to stay. How did you feel about that? I tweeted, I I didn't tweet at you. I sent you a DM. I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I was so, I was so shook. I was like, why? Like, why would she do that? And then like, I don't know. Like I hate it because it just like gave us false hope for a little bit. It just seemed unfair. (laughs) I know (laughs) it's like, why did you do this to us?
0: And for Enzo to vote for her right after as well, I was like, oh my gosh! And so it's just frustrating too because it's like if she would have been able to fight and if the game was different. they could have voted the way they wanted to and potentially got Janelle to stay, even though this is the first time that, well, obviously Janelle got evicted, but this is the first time that Kaser has been in the house by himself without Janelle. And I was, I was kind of happy to see that for him because he's never had the opportunity to play this game alone and not have somebody making him a huge target because together they just cannot not be a huge target. That was the only reason I was okay seeing Janelle leave. So if the game was different... People like Bailey and Devon and Kevin, they could have voted to keep Janelle, and those votes would have – she would have had five votes right there. She would have only needed one more vote to stay, and that's what's so frustrating because the way that the game is set up now, when they announce the vote, it kind of shows where you are in the House. It shows who, who voted which way and – It makes people think about where the alliances are drawn and whatnot. So people try to stay in the majority so they don't have those targets painted on their backs. And that's why people try to throw these hinky votes to to paint targets on people's backs. And so it gets difficult in situations like this where we have people throwing hinky votes that if people actually could vote the way they wanted to, those hinky votes could help Janelle stay. And that's just so frustrating. But, yes, Janelle was evicted by a vote of 9-2, to and I was so upset. But she was looking so good. I was like, you better go off, Janelle. She looked so good. When she held that dress up, because she was between that dress and, like, this magenta dress earlier in the day, and she held that dress up and I was like, that look a little secretariat. Like <laughs> it looked like you're finna <laughs> go to a, a horse race or be in somebody's secretary office or be in somebody's office as a secretary. That's
2: secretary office. <laughs> um I'm about to be in some secretary
0: anyway, <laughs> Um, but no, she was filling it out. I was like, you better go ahead. My favorite part of this whole entire episode was watching Julie be so excited about Janelle. And mm-hmm. like, you, we rarely see Julie Chen, like, out of her zone. Like, she always comes and gives us what she always gives us. But when Danny voted for Janelle to stay, she was so shook. She was like, <laughs> I gotta get back on the prompter, but I'm so taken aback by this right now (laughs) it was so funny um and then whenever nicole (laughs) when nicole went to vote she was like there is no love lost (laughs) between janelle and nicole but the way she said it was so hilarious to me um And then when Janelle came out, she was like, the one, the only, legendary Janelle. (laughs) I was like, you better stand, Julie. (laughs) Julie was living her best Janelle life. Like, Janellacy is something that Julie has never experienced because she is a stan. And we rarely get to see Julie love somebody like that. Like, I think Mm -hmm. Julie would actually like this game more and be the Arissa of Big Brother if she liked more people and if she actually had game that was fun to watch and like because she was so I've never it's been so long since I've seen her like that excited um yeah. and then even in the moment when she was like this outfit you have like did you know you were going to come out here and Janelle was like um, yeah, I'm, I'll never come out of that house if I'm not wearing a cocktail dress. And Julie was like, I love you. If
2: I come out of here, I'm not coming out of here without a cocktail dress on. I love you. <laughs> Another reason to love you.
0: <laughs> it was so funny. But no, I really loved, I loved their interactions together. And I loved seeing Julie in just like this, this kind of fluffy mood. Her, her just energy was so, so great. Um, mm-hmm. so then they showed the goodbye messages and earlier what? in the day danny and nicole had been talking about or maybe a couple of days before they were talking about leaving janelle these nasty goodbye messages and danny was saying that she wanted to say bye bitches because of janelle's line in um her earlier seasons where she was like bye bye bitches but they didn't even show danny's goodbye message and i was like that's what you get and they were trying to <laughs> they were trying to influence Ian to leaving a nasty message as well. And when Ian came out of the DR, he was like, no, I didn't leave a bad one because that's rude. Like, why am I going to do that? <laughs> and so then cutie. <laughs> I love Ian. So then Nicole was like, Oh, I feel bad now. I kind of want to go and change mine. And I was just like, girl, you can't sit here and try to be a bitch to somebody and talk about how much you don't like them. And then when somebody calls <laughs> it what it is, you want to change it up. <laughs> it's so annoying like she is so spineless um, um but they ended up showing Nicole's and basically she told Janelle not to come to her wedding but it, it really wasn't yeah Janelle <laughs> was probably like girl I wasn't coming anyway and in her postseason interview she even said that she was like I have a cheer competition that weekend anyway, so I was never going
2: <laughs> um, not a cheer competition. and then
0: she in her post her postseason interview she said that um she w- She didn't want to blow up Danny's game because she was like, she doesn't have very many career oh God, options.
2: She doesn't have very she many career options. She needs the <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, you <laughs> so better rage you now. Um, but I, I did love that she was, she said her, one of her favorite things in the house was having Ian in there because they didn't have a chance to get to know each other on BB 14 because he was working with Mike Boogie and they were kind of enemies at the time. And so she said she really loved, and there was like a comfort she felt with having Ian in the house. So that made me happy too. Um, And I, I absolutely loved her relationship with Bailey and, um dave on but specifically bailey her and bailey has such beautiful energy together and like mm-hmm. they were really friends like they really had a connection and like chemistry and i love when we see people who you can tell just really really like vibe um it was great So then we move on to the HOH competition, and I was cracking up because Julie, in her post Janelle mood, she was feeling herself, and she was like, When you hear the loud, lovely horn, (laughs) I was like, Julie is out here vivacious tonight. She was feeling herself. I loved it. I've never heard her call a horn lovely, (laughs) it was hilarious. So then they had the... I didn't catch that. You didn't? It. it was... I cracked up. <laughs> round one will begin when you hear that loud, lovely horn. Because it was like, a lovely horn? <laughs> um So then they start the HOH competition in the first round. Kayser was bodying this competition and he had already landed his three balls before anybody else had. And he was just standing there waiting. And then there was that clip of him just like walking away and everybody in the background being like, Oh snap, he did really good. Um, (laughs) But he, he beasted it. And I was so excited. I was like, yes, Kaser, let them have it. But that didn't happen. (laughs) Um, Enzo ended up winning the HOH and Ugh, I was so disappointed. Yeah, the the pattern continues. Another one of these guys winning, and them talking about how nobody is stepping up to win anything. But it's like people are mm-hmm. people are clearly trying. Like, I especially would try harder. I need for Bailey or Davon to win next week because I think jury starts the week after that, and I really want to see both of them make jury
2: together. Who do you think um, the targets are going to be this week?
0: So Enzo nominated Kaser and Kevin for eviction this week. Oh shit. And it's a very easy move for him to make because everybody wants Kaser out of the house. But Kaser loves Enzo. Like Kaser is always talking about how Enzo is his favorite person in the house. He told the DR that Enzo was his best friend in the house because he just likes to be around Enzo and Enzo cracks him up and Kaser laughs like in a different way than he laughs with anybody else with Enzo and sometimes with Bailey. Um but it's so weird like i feel like a lot of these hohs are making moves that don't really benefit their games in the long run it's just benefiting their alliance mm. and big brother is not a team sport so like why are we why are you guys doing this to yourselves getting kevin out is a lot better for enzo's game than getting kacer out yeah enzo's been spending a lot of time with kevin because you know kevin he spirals a little bit mentally when he is on the block so he needs a lot of God. a lot of um Attention, a- attention yeah. and just like just like coddling to stay sane. And so, Kev- I mean, Enzo's like, if I ever win HOH again, you're never going on the block with me again. Like, it's just this one time you're a pawn, all of this. So mm-hmm. the target is definitely Kaser this week, which is so disappointing because why? He's a lone wolf in that house at this point. Like, he, he doesn't right. have anybody. Why would you? Like, it's just so stupid. And so if Kaser or Kevin win the veto... Then Ian's going up on the block, and so no. So this week, I feel like I'm either going to lose Kayser, Kayser better or, go home, Packer, your- or Ian. <laughs> Packer
2: backs We are not putting Ian on the block, no sir.
0: I really don't want to see Ian go like this. Like it's just he hasn't even. He's still in dormancy. Like he's he's laying back. He's trying to stay under the radar, and he's doing a good job at it. And so I don't want to see Ian be the one to get got this week even though it i I don't think it would be a bad move for for enzo because ian probably would take enzo out in a heartbeat i don't think they have they have any kind of relationship in that house it would make a lot more sense than getting case out but on a personal level Mm -hmm. i love ian and i don't there's a lot of people that don't like ian and i think it's because of his connection with nicole franzel because he has really been nothing but lovely this whole season like he's just been such a such a fun character um, and then people tried. People thought that he called Janelle a bitch. But whenever mm-hmm. I heard it, he said that Janelle's pitch was gonna be throwing them under the bus. And so mm-hmm. it was just another thing where we're hearing two different things and trying to paint our own narratives to like somebody or dislike somebody. And it's it's just like exhausting. But it is what it is. I I love Ian. Ian's always been one of my favorite players. So nothing y'all raggedies can tell me is gonna change my mind about know. him because I just think that he. I think that he's a good guy. So I, I want to see Ian do well in this, in this game. So I'll, I'll be yeah. hurt if he leaves,
2: especially like this. I don't want him to be back door. I know it would be so stupid, especially
0: when Nicole's still in the house. So Nicole needs to put her neck on the line for him, even though that's all she's been. She's been trying to help him as much as she can with everybody. So that's the only thing I can use Nicole for the season is trying to keep Ian protected. So hopefully the veto competition goes well today. Um, and we don't see ian go this week i really want to see kevin go this week like let's figure that out let's figure out how do we keep, i mean just get rid of him. how do we kick kevin out of here because he's not doing anything for anybody he's just going to end up in the final five and somebody's going to maybe try to take him to the end because they can beat him like just get him out of here i'm like let him go so that's basically where we stand with everything that's going on in the house i haven't been watching feeds the past like two days very much because i've had a lot going on um But I don't think much has changed. There's a lot of a lot of conversation about Bailey and Davon still. And that's irritating. And I'm still tired (laughs) of Danny's old Voldemort. Oh, I can't even talk Voldemort.
2: Shut up. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Voldemort.
0: I am sick of evil Danny. (laughs) because she has been nothing but nasty to people all season and it's been really tough to watch because danny was one of my favorite people coming into the season because i loved her on bb 13 and i enjoyed her on bb 8 as well but 13 is when i really started to like love love her and it's been so long since then and For her to come on here and completely, basically destroy her reputation is so unfortunate. And that's exactly what she gets, because if this is who she is, then good riddance, sister. Because she...
2: I mean, is this not how she always was?
0: I figured this was just
2: how she plays. She looks evil, so I just (laughs) expected her to be evil.
0: I mean, she always has been, like, bitchy and, like, kind of negative. But it's always... Mm -hmm it's i guess because the last time it was against the people that i didn't like so i completely understood why she felt the way that she did but this season she's she's being that way against people who really haven't done anything to her or or shown her any reason to to be the way that she's being it's so frustrating there have been a couple more instances of her microaggressions and it's just like so like frustrating because she cannot just relax and stop being raggedy. In some of these circumstances, people have been trying to explain them away. And I understand it on the surface. Like in one situation, the camera was looking at, at Kevin in the room and she was like, dance, monkey, dance. And it's like, ma'am, we're not calling anybody Black a monkey in 2020 at all. Like, it's just not something that we're going to do. And it doesn't matter the context, especially when you have consistently been having these microaggressions against people in the house. Mm -hmm. So it just continuously paints you in a certain way. So there's no way to talk around it or out of it because the behavior has become a pattern. And then yesterday, Nicole was talking about how Bailey and Devon were wearing Janelle's clothes because before Janelle left, she was lending them her clothes. I was like, I want you to wear this whenever I get when mm-hmm. you wear this. And if there's anything you want from my clothing, like you can just have it in the house and whenever everything's over, you can give it back. Like she was, they were having a good time sharing clothes. And Danny was like, I think Bailey took it like what girl you think she just stole this woman's clothes and is going to keep it on a show with <laughs> you? Be wearing it on TV. It doesn't even make sense. And it's just like a constant, It's like a constant barrage of foolishness from Danielle. And just like... Yeah. And like you said last week, she's probably aware of what she's doing, but I don't know if she gets how much she's painting herself to look like a racist because what what does Mm -hmm. what does what about bailey makes you feel like she's going to steal someone's clothes or just take some especially janelle's
2: clothes like especially no if especially anyone in the house like i feel like they know janelle would know like that's so stupid it's so 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 dumb. dumb
0: and I was like, I'm just waiting for Swaggy C to hop online because, you know, he loves to talk about money. So he, <laughs> I've been waiting for him to be like, my wife ain't never had to take nothing from nobody. I got $8 million <laughs> in the bank right now. I'm going to buy her whatever she wants to and send it to CBS. <laughs> like, I'm just waiting for that because it's coming. <laughs> but Like, why would anybody think that Bailey needs to take anything from anybody? It's so stupid. And mm-hmm. I just need it to stop and I need her to go. And she's going to look a fool and feel a fool when she gets out of the house because she's over here talking about she wants to be the queen of Big Brother. And I'm like, ma'am, you've become the evil queen of Big Brother. And that's right. the only thing you're ever going to be after this. Like it's so The Wicked Witch of Big Brother. Right. It's so so stupid. Evil Danny. Okay. So let's have a discussion too, because the other day a rumor got started on Twitter. And this made me think of Zach because he always talks about how BB Twitter is annoying. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, But there's there's a rumor Mm -hmm. going around that Victor cheated on Nicole. And, and you know, I don't like, I don't, I really don't like gossip. That's gossip. (laughs) Add that right there. (laughs) I really don't like gossip because it just, it breeds so much negativity and so much negative energy. I hate that we get to the point where we do this because this is literally a lie that people came up with on Twitter. And so like on the surface, it's hilarious because people were just having fun (laughs) and being like saying this and saying that. But Uh it starts to get carried away when it gets a little too far and people start to believe it. And I get hating somebody in the game. Like I have no, no positive feelings about Nicole Franzel. But I also don't really care what she does in her real life. And I don't have any interest in being in her business and so Mm -hmm. to do something that affects what's going on in her real life and affects victor and potentially his family and their families and like it's just bigger than big brother and like all of this absolutely and it's like what is the point of of pouring your energy into you know stirring up stuff like that just for fun just for a a cackle it's not worth it and it's like i don't know i just don't I, i really don't like it i didn't really Say much about it. It was hilarious at first because I was just like, y'all are so stupid. When I saw it start to get a little bit bigger, I was just like, are y'all serious? Like, why is this a thing? It's so unnecessary. It's just, it's unnecessary. I mean,
2: you know what I think about Big Brother Twitter. So I know. And that's why I prefaced (laughs) it with you. I'll do risk. Yeah. I'll do respect. But I think uh, BB Twitter is just a whole new level of I'm bored and I got nothing to do. So I'm just going to (laughs) start some shit so i this is honestly not shocking to me it is kind of sad and you know like that that's kind of like fucked up i thought it was like actually true and that's what you were gonna tell me but if it's literally just you guys making up rumors to like be a little shit like fuck you that's so annoying yeah i because at first i thought it it was real too i
0: was like is this real like because they were saying people were like yeah and it's there's a video there's like a sex tape and victor has short hair <laughs> not a sex they're tape. like victor has short hair so clearly it's recent I and i was just like <laughs> i was like y'all do the most i just like i'm all for talking mess about people who deserve it in the house but like after the season yeah. over i really don't care about these people i don't i have no interest mm, in. that's a lie
2: you keep up with a little bit you keep up with the people who are outside of the house
0: what do you mean
2: you'd be talking about house guests that aren't in the house like whenever things happen no
0: i do because i'm on twitter but i'm not Mm -hmm. like i'm not following people for their life updates i'm not interested in Mm -hmm. people like unless i'm friends with them or i've built a relationship with them then of course Mm -hmm. i will be interested in what they've got going on because i actually like them as people but for the most part i don't really care about what goes on in people's lives after the show's over they're literally just game pieces for me like i enjoy what they're doing in the house but after that. I don't really care. I got other things going on in my life that I'm worried about. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. but no, I do definitely see what goes on, you know, with other people that are not in the house. And speaking of that, there was some more bullshit going on on the timeline because there was a text message that leaked from the Big Brother 21.
2: Oh, shit. I saw that. Did you see That that? was, yeah that they're so fucking cringy. Like what the fuck is even going through their head? I don't get it. It's not even
0: cringy for me. It's infuriating to me. I I don't understand why people can't just be who they are. If you're a racist, stand in it. Like I would respect you Mm -hmm. a little bit more if you would just stand in who you are. Don't be on TV and try to, and try to talk things away that you said that you said that you didn't say and this and this and that. And then we got personal private text message come out of you basically joking about killing Black people. Holly sent a text message to their group chat, inviting everybody or asking everybody if they would be interested in coming to her her ranch um, for like the summer, like a summer getaway or something. And saying that, you know, while we're there, we can do this and we can do that. And one of the things that she said that they could do is learn how to shoot. And Nick said, I'm scared to shoot a gun. And then say, Jack, you'll come and shoot something and it'll be Black. Watch the uproar. And so that alone is like, Nick, what was the point of even saying that? So then Kat said, wow, Nick, let's just not. And then Nick said, no, I didn't mean on purpose. I meant that people would make it into that. And then Jack says, I'll turn the gun sideways, kill shot. And it's like, he clearly was referencing Black people because of the racism Mm -hmm. that Jack showed in the house in BB21. And so for Jack to come back and say, I'll turn the gun sideways with exclamation points, kill shot for something that he already knows is referencing racism and his anti-blackness in the house, that is straight up bullshit. And I do not understand why people feel comfortable having conversations like that and why people are not called out immediately. But I also understand like the idea of a group chat. And there were a lot of people that were bashing everybody that was a part of this group chat, which completely understand but I know there's a lot of group chats that I'm personally in that I never really look at that I just get a bunch of notifications mm-hmm. for. And then I'll be like, dang, there's like 90 notifications. And then I'll scroll through a little bit and not really look at what's going on or what's being said. And so I I can't really blame people that were in the group chat because I don't know what their experience was in this group chat, if they're active or not. 'Cause you can get anybody can get added to a group chat and that just is what it is. See, but
2: anyone can leave it too. I mean, I literally my Instagram name is Zach Left the Combo because I'm so good at leaving group chat. No, like, I it's completely like my get it. Thing to do. And so, like, you can leave a group chat. If you don't want to see those notifications, you can silence it. You can leave it. You have multiple options. If you choose there, like, to stay in it, like, that's your choice. No,
0: I completely agree. But there are some group chats that I'm just like, whatever, they're there. Like, even DMs. I have so many group chat DMs that I don't... Just leave it. That I don't (laughs) even contribute to. It just be there. And there's always notifications. And sometimes I'm just like, whatever. On a personal level, I get it. I'm sick of... The Big Brother 21 people, because especially people, you know, all this kind of ties in together too. And I, and Nicole Anthony just got the whole kit and caboodle of it all because she was talking (laughs) about how she loves Jack and Jackson in the house, but then comes out and sees that these racist text messages have come out, that they are still the same people that they were when they were in the house. And there's no denying it. And so, There's no way to make it seem like the people that are upset about the things that you've done and said are not fully and 100% correct in feeling the way that they felt. Because this cast is still out here proving that they are literal racist and they have no problem with Mm -hmm. it and they're willing to laugh about it. If I ever see Nick or Jack in these streets, I'm absolutely talking bad directly to their face full-heartedly, and I really hope that it happens one day, because I have a lot to say. Because even at the BB-21 finale, they both didn't come to the wrap party until, like, maybe right when it was ending, but I had already left. But because I wanted to talk to them face-to-face and say what I felt, but I didn't get the opportunity to because they were afraid to come because of all the foolery that went on. Ugh, I really hate them. It's so frustrating. It's so upsetting. It is... CBS has literally provided us with a cast that is constantly proving to us that the way that we feel about them is a hundred percent correct. I hope nothing but the worst for for Nick and Jack, honestly, because they have consistently proven that they're not worth trusting or even caring about on a personal level because they they don't get it. And especially Nick, because he was the one in the preseason talking about, oh, if anybody does anything racist, I'm going to be the one to call him out. And we were all loving him and excited for him. And for him to still be one of the people perpetuating this mess is so frustrating. And then his apology, did you see his apology?
2: No, I didn't. What did he say?
0: He was talking about i didn't know that there were microaggressions and all of these things against people and i just found out about it eight months ago or something like that and i'm just like you were literally on a season where one of the storylines was the racism of the season when you got out of the house that's all you heard about, I'm sure. So there's no way that you don't know about racism and microaggressions and all of the, the foolery that has went on with your cast. So this, your apology is completely invalidated because you're lying in it. There's no way that you don't know this. Like There's, there's absolutely no way that you don't know. It's so frustrating and wasn't he a therapist does he still have a job i hope not (laughs) imagine anybody in his position acting the way he acts call himself a therapist it is laughable it is frustrating it is it it, it's hurtful i'm so sick of it it's
2: exhausting really between big brother and potomac with candace's mom anyone can be a therapist (laughs) you don't gotta have nothing (laughs) truly anyone can be a therapist truly
0: but apparently jessica was the one that leaked this text message and people were Mm -hmm. were were holding her accountable and like like trying to be upset with her because she was a part of the group chat and it's a it's a weird situation because i do understand being someone who does go back and see something and like wants to to expose it and i'm not mad at her for exposing it because i think that it 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 just kind of helped everybody solidify that bb21 and the people that we already looked down upon from it deserve all of the vitriol that we give them. So I don't know. It's a it's a weird situation, but honestly, they can go. I'm over it. I'm over the majority of everybody from that season. And so whatever. Ugh. Fuck BB21, honestly. So let's just wrap this up with a couple questions. Do you think David has the opportunity to get any better this
2: season? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I truly don't. I mean, I don't think he's um close to going home yet which is like crazy to me but i don't think he's gonna get any better at the game he's just gonna be there because people want him there
0: right me either i i really tried with him i really tried to give him the benefit of the doubt and i hoped that he would prove me wrong from what i went into the season thinking but he has proven me beyond right like if there was something more than right
2: that's what exact. that's how i would be feeling Um, and the thing that's going to be irritating is that when he makes it however far he gets he's going to think he did it because of himself and his game and it's like no nothing that you did was because of you or your game it was because of other people but he's not going to understand that
0: For sure it's going to be frustrating even because he's only like he's only has confidence in this season because he had a pretty good read on the house last year but like mm-hmm. anybody could have read that <laughs> like it was very obvious <laughs> so now he feels like he has this great he this great read and it's just not it's not what it is and david says that he wants to be the first black big brother winner but i i hate that i'm to the point where i'm just like i don't want you to be that like i would much yeah. rather be underrepresented than poorly represented yeah i feel like it would be much more of a negative win if david somehow won this season than somebody who actually knows how to play this game like it would just be ridiculous yeah. do you think the season will get any better
2: um honestly no i think that all of our favorites are going to be out very soon yeah or within like the upcoming weeks and i mean it just is it is what it is i don't i've made peace with it i mean i i feel like i go into these seasons expecting the worst like everyone's always so excited but i think even the way you look at, if you look at my bingo card, the way I set it up, I think you'll see that I have a lot of our favorites in a line because I expected them not to do as well. Right? Because um, that's just the way it always goes. So I'm, I'm not shocked, and I don't really see it going in a better direction. I think it's going to be about the same.
0: No, I, you know, who I kind of agree. I just, I'm a, a perpetual optimist. Like I always just feel like there's going to be mm-hmm. something that gets better um so i feel like it could get better i feel like once this big alliance starts to fracture because there's already cracks Mm -hmm. that are showing up danny and cody kind of got into a little tiff yesterday because cody doesn't like the way danny responds to him sometimes and he calls her out on Mm -hmm. it and they all know that danny is playing like a rat snakey kind of game So they're ready to pounce on Danny the moment they feel like it's time to. And that's going to crack and fracture everything. And it's going to make all the people on the outside way more valuable because they get to be the ones to decide whose side they want to take and who they want to take out, depending on who's
2: in power. But we just have to like get to that moment and it's like when are we going to get to that moment when are they going to decide that they're ready to actually make moves in the game right it could be it could be a week it could be two weeks it could be three weeks you know they have options for
0: sure and i'm just like maybe this season is going to be the opposite of bb20 which the beginning of bb20 was so good and exciting and dynamic but the end was so Mm -hmm. boring and just like oh so maybe the beginning of this is going to be very bland and whatever but towards the end it might get better and pick up so i still have some hope But who knows? I'm not going to be disappointed if it doesn't get better. Because, honestly, we didn't deserve to have the season this year anyway. They should have canceled it and not done anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But
2: it is what it is. Look at you talking like me.
0: Shut up. (laughs) Who do you think is in the best position to win at this point?
2: Um, I'm going to say Cody is in the best position to win at the moment. I think that he's just, like, aligned with everyone, and he's not really – on anyone's radar the way that everybody else is
0: right i would i would agree with you between cody and enzo it's going to be yeah. i could see it being both of them um it, but they've both been winning a lot and enzo specifically has won three competitions already and it's week four and cody has won two i believe so it's you know once these wins start stacking up it's going to be a, tar- a target on their backs Um, but...
2: I feel like Enzo's wins are more memorable than Cody's is, though. Like, I don't, like really look at Cody and think like, Oh, he won, he won, you know? And like his HOH is just like, kind of like, I forgot about it. Right. I mean, I know the people in the house probably haven't, but like I feel like Enzo's wins are much more memorable sure. and much more like easy to come after.
0: I agree. I definitely agree. And they came during like more pivotal points because winning a veto to keep Janelle and case on the block, that's good for the house. They're going to be happy that you won that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I, I definitely see that those two are probably in the best position. I don't really know. I can't really see a winning trajectory from many other people in the house. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out, though, because if it is all those guys in the end, I hope it gets bloody because they all they're all very capable of competing. So
2: we'll see. Who would you want to win between Enzo and Cody at the moment? I want.
0: I I actually like Enzo this season, which I didn't like Enzo very much on Big Brother 12. So I would be happy to see Enzo win because I think that I w- we were having a conversation on the timeline yesterday. Enzo is kind of adding to his resume because before he already was a great social player and he was a great strategist. He was able to find his way through the house. But now he's showing Mm -hmm. that he can be a comp threat and that he can actually play and win. So he has been one of the best improvements I've seen in a player. I don't like Cody very much. I don't think that he's a good Alliance member. He's very controlling and he's domineering in the way that he expresses himself. It's it's, it's a very one-way street and that street is going directly to Cody and that's the only way you can go. Everything needs to benefit Cody and it's all about Cody. Even though he is nice to people, but I feel like he's very one-track minded which obviously it's a game for yourself and i get it
2: but i I didn't say i relate right
0: (laughs) but i wish that he was somebody that that felt a little more open and like loving in the house or just like i just don't Mm -hmm. i just don't i don't know i just don't really like cody and i don't want to see him win or get very far to be honest
2: See, I just see it as like he's playing a good game. I mean, he's plays the game that I would play if I was in the house. Um, you know, I don't know what he's like in the real world. I mean, I'm guessing that we probably don't have the same views, just the way that he's talked about certain events and that's going on, but um as far as gameplay i feel like he very much plays like the game that i would want to play if i got to go into the house and
0: i would want to take you
2: out (laughs) exactly if we weren't working together because i'd be sitting pretty
0: (laughs) you would think you you were sitting pretty i would come for you sir if we were on the same team i would make sure that pretty was quite ugly very soon (laughs) i'd be like pretty (laughs) (laughs) hurt." it's gonna hurt um do you think there's anything that could change the season around <laughs> um
2: if christmas breaks her leg again. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean i think i mean we just need to shift the power but sure. shifting the power you know is gonna take more than just like one week and i don't think that the people that we enjoy have the um ability to win more than one week right no, I agree. Um, I you. just don't see it
0: happen. I would love a Bailey and Davon H back to back. Even though it would make them big that would targets. be incredible. But I think that if if that power was able to shift like that, they could fracture that alliance enough mm-hmm. to kind of reshuffle yeah. the house. So I think something like that could sh- ch- could change this game up. But we just got to get there and hope for the best.
2: I just don't see it happening either.
0: Hopefully, I mean, if they do another twist, then I hope that it's something that's actually, like, does twist up the game and changes things because there needs to be something that really shifts and shakes up this house a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I usually hate twists, but this time I'm, like, praying for a twist because they actually need something to (laughs) twist this thing up. (laughs) If you were in this house, who would you want to work with?
2: Cody. Cody? Cody? I would want to be with Cody right now. Cause he's sitting pretty. I feel like we would have like the same, I mean, I think that we would like butt heads, but I feel like he's someone that like I could sit and talk strategy with and he would appreciate it. And I think that we would like vibe together. Um, I wouldn't want to work with Tyler um, as much as like, I think Tyler's like a decent player. I just think Tyler is just a little too messy and talks to too many people. And it, I just wouldn't trust um, that he was loyal to me because I, feel like i would notice him talking to as many people as he is um and then like the rest of the house like i don't know yeah, i i would want to work with cody
0: i think i would want to work with tyler i think tyler has impressed <laughs> me this season he has been um i don't know i just feel like he He's a lot. He feels a lot more fresh this season. Like there are options mm-hmm. for him. He's 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 flowing a lot easier than he did last season. I'm not getting those negative vibes that I got from him in in BB20. Um, I think mm-hmm. I could have a conversation with Tyler and get on the same page with him. And I would like to work with Bailey too, and potentially Ian if he was willing. Because I don't know if like I don't know. I just feel like Ian kind of tiptoes around the idea of working with people sometimes. Um I don't know. But Bailey, I think would be, she's such a great mediator. Some when she wants to be, when that good Bailey is on that Bailey, that is like focused mm-hmm. there and just like, there's just the energy she has. She's so she's, she, she vibrates on a, like a really high level. And I, I feel like I would attach to that. Uh,
2: the only thing about Bailey is I don't think that I would personally be able to get close to her in the house because she talks so, so much, <laughs> and I feel like that would irritate me, and you know, like, once I'm irritated, like, I'm done with you, so I would have to, I, would, I wouldn't be able to work with her because of that. Nothing to do with her gameplay or anything like that. I just think that she she talks a lot.
0: <laughs> That's, I hate when people talk a lot, but I, actually, I don't mind it if we're talking about something good, as long as mm-hmm. you're not loud. My thing is loud, people. Cody is loud. I don't know if I can handle Cody, because he just be yelling, mm-hmm. and I... The loudness is my thing. I can't really get with that too much. But I think I would I would work great with da- with Bailey. I think I would work great with Bailey. Ooh, we got a listener question. So John on Twitter at SoftyheadJohn22. Uh, okay, Softyhead. <laughs> he asked, "Do you think CBS will take notice of the fans screaming for change to the system of BB? Do you think Big Brother needs a change? If so, what change do you think should be implemented?" Well.
2: I'm no expert, but from my experience of watching Big Brother and becoming a newbie to this entire Big Brother fandom and everything on Twitter, it seems as if people have been screaming for years and nothing has changed. So do I see CBS switching things up anytime soon? Not really. Um, Do I think that there should be change? Absolutely. Um, How would I change that up? I mean... I think the game just needs to be changed as a whole. I think that I'm kind of bored with the um, the way that it is. I want to see it get back to old school Big Brother. This is I, you know how I feel about this about Big Brother and Survivor. I'm like done with these twists. I want a season of just legit Big Brother, legit Survivor. It is what it is, beginning to end. It's just like an all out fight. Um, and then just casting. I think casting is just really where you're going to get the change
0: for sure I agree and earlier I said that they should change announcing the vote because people don't vote the way that they probably feel they want to because it's going to put them in a bad place in the house I feel like that specifically Mm -hmm. would change so much about the way that people cast their votes and the way that they campaign because it changes the dynamic of of what you want to do and playing your own personal game Um, I think that change to the format could be helpful
2: I also th- Ooh, like not saying like, Oh, nine people like yeah. nine to two or something like that. Yeah, oh, that exactly. would be incredible just to keep it completely anonymous. Right. And like, you don't know, they should 100% do that. I love that. It's idea. such an easy I change. Yeah. Hi. What are you? Um, yeah, I'm doing
0: something. I'm finishing up though. Thank you. <laughs> just a wall. Whenever I am on the camera, it's like a green screen. So I can remove the background and then put whatever I want behind me. Oh, well, who
1: would have thought that you would have a green screen in your
0: room? I know. Sorry, that was my aunt. Who would have thought you
2: had a green screen in your room? (laughs) I love that. That's so cute. That's some
1: shit that my family would say. (laughs)
2: that is so funny um, for it.
0: <laughs> but I also agree that casting definitely needs to change they need to bring in people who want to play and who understand this game and I, I don't mind them them recruiting people who are fresh and new because people can learn and everybody can be a little bit competitive I think like if you find people that are competitive and are willing to learn and adapt I'm cool with that but I want to have mm-hmm. people that know the game and know how more than BB 16. And, you know, just, just we need to get back to the root of what this game was and the strategy of this game and the love of it, because what they're doing now is irritating. I'm so sick of these big alliances i I do think that they should do more tasks as well. I enjoyed when they were reading those questions and having to talk about their you know how they enjoyed old seasons or whatever because it it caused a little tension and those things you know start to lit start to pull out different feelings and other people and that can start to cause little cracks and alliances as well and I think that those scenarios could help build relationships in the house and hurt relationships in the house and could increase the you know the possibilities of what could happen so i just think that they need to start taking a look and really trying to change something and trying to to tweak it and I, honestly i think that they are going to know take notice it take notice more than ever after this season because people are not responding well to this season. And I don't think production even really likes this season so far because they've kind of talked about it. Like Janelle mentioned that production was pissed this week. And I just feel like between Big Brother 21 and now 22, there's such a a pattern of problems that they're not going to be able to look away from it. And I was talking to someone about it the other day because Big Brother Canada 9... Congratulations Arissa by the way. Arissa was promoted to an executive producer on Big Brother Canada. And so she's going to be helping with the casting and just the way the show is going to Um, hopefully do better when it comes to minority representation and just the way that the game is is run, I guess, in a new era. I know that change sounds great, but if they're not making actual change, I don't see how things are going to actually change. And the actual change I'm speaking of is replacing Robin Cass because Arissa and everybody at BBK9 can say that Things are going to be better than they've ever been and but robin cast is still the same vehicle that brought in the jacks and the jacksons and the kyle's from bb can 8 if she's still the person helping to cast the people for these shows i don't see that the problems the real deep problems changing there needs to be some internal restructuring when it comes to casting because something is off and so i think that big brother us hasn't had the opportunity to try to implement any changes because They were trying to do the season in the middle of a pandemic just to have something they could put on TV because other shows were down and it was hard to film a lot of other things. And throwing some people in the house and being able to get content for three months is a great plus for a, a network. They didn't really have the opportunity to make the changes that i feel that they need to make and they could potentially Mm -hmm. even want to make these changes because of everything that has gone on because people definitely have opened their eyes more and want to make changes and so i hope that for big brother 23 that's so weird to even say 23. This is the first time that's ever left my mouth. And I'm just like, what big brother 23. And so for <laughs> big brother 23, I hope like this is the one that we can judge them on. And if they don't get it right for big brother 23, then my future with this show could definitely be in jeopardy because usually like right now I'm definitely like questioning, questioning it and getting tired of it. But I see that this isn't basic. This isn't the environment to really push and change and try something new because it's, it's a, Uh, an all-star season and they can only do so much within COVID. So it's like, I can't even really put it all on them because they just kind of did what they could. And so for big brother 23 though, there's no, there's nothing. I mean, if things are better by then, which I hope they are, but If it's a newbie season, they have to make changes to this game and they have to put out a great season if they want to keep us invested and keep things moving in a positive direction because that is their moment that they have to figure out how to implement these changes and to make this thing work. So we'll see, but I ain't going to hold my breath. I'm going to be breathing.
2: Just keep breathing and breathing and breathing. (laughs)
0: But yeah, that's basically where we stand within everything in the big brother world. It has been a a hectic week and there's a lot going on, a lot of emotions. So I hope that everybody is doing their best to stay healthy mentally and just staying just like healthy all around and doing their best to just find some joy in the world. I wish that big brother was the thing that was going to keep me distracted and like, lifting me up every day but it's just been not it hasn't been what i was hoping it was going to be for this pandemic um i've still enjoyed the process because i just i like putting myself through pain (laughs) so basically it's like it's fun whatever but i wish that it was better for us because we deserve better um do you have anything to close with zachary
2: i don't i think we've covered everything just i hope everyone has a great week um I'm going to be working, so I'm busy. (laughs) Do not be changing
0: up your tune either. Be like, oh, I can't. I'm busy. I'm like, sir. I'm going back to that. You know I am. You're not.
2: We're not. I literally got i got my work computer yesterday um they dropped it off and i like opened it you know getting everything set up and i already had like 58 emails and i was like the fuck mm, <laughs> get ready sir. Data, 58. <laughs> <It's> perfect
0: <laughs> well i hope that it goes well for you i'm really excited um, thank you yeah all right y'all well thank you for tuning into julie girl a big brother podcast if you enjoy what you hear please like and subscribe and tell your big brother friends about what we got going on over here be sure to tune in to Big Brother 22 every Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday this summer on CBS. And you can hit up the live feeds to stay up on what's going on in the house. And be on the lookout for a new episode of Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast coming next week. We'll see you in the streets. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.
2: Julie Girl. Julie Girl.
0: Julie. Julie
1: Julie. Hey.